Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. Have a wonderful, wonderful guest in studio for us, and uh, I'm going to get to her real quick, but first we have, of course, our quotes of the day. Um, having just a little problem with the headphones here, just hit the switch all the way on the left, all the right, all the way on the right, 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 up, yeah, thank you, there we go, up, did I turn it on or off? Oh, uh, turn it back on, Okay. I don't know. Is it good? I'm still not hearing my headphones. Okay, we're going to keep going anyway because um, I can tell we're, we're transmitting. Um, first, our quote from Mike Dooley in the universe. Sometimes the best way to remain sane is to love like crazy. Works for me, the universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe, reminding us that. Uh, the universe, first of all, loves us like crazy. And sometimes uh, when things are going crazy around us, the best way to remain sane is to um, remember to love. Now, love does not always mean loving other people. It can mean just loving ourselves more. Um, it can mean... Uh, it can mean, you know, when things are going crazy around us that we need to maybe take a step back, that maybe we need to practice some self-care, that we need to be able to um, take care of ourselves first before we worry about taking care of everyone else. Because oftentimes when things are going crazy, we're always concerned about everyone else around us, to everything else going around us, and we forget about ourselves. So... Let's remember that to love like crazy means loving everyone, including ourselves. Awesome. All right, let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. The more you say, I don't remember, the more you cannot remember. You cannot find something that's quote-unquote lost. When you've decided that it's lost, when it's lost to you, it's lost. The universe could not possibly show it to you. Abraham. Hmm. Very interesting quote from Abraham. And uh, again, it, it may not be obvious with this quote, but it goes really back to the heart of Abraham, you know, says when we keep repeating something over and over and over again, it becomes true. It becomes true, not because it's actually true, but because we keep reiterating and keep repeating that quote-unquote truth for ourselves, so then it ends up being true. Um, and so Abraham's kind of applying that here to things being lost or not remembering stuff. The more we say, I can't remember this, I don't see this, where's the salt? You know, and we look for things, the more we just keep reinforcing it into ourselves that we can't find it, that it's not there, we're not going to be able to find it and it's not going to be there. And even when um, it is actually there and oftentimes it's just right in front of us, just some, you were just not seeing it, it's so obvious, um, that we need somebody else to kind of come in and say, oh, you mean this thing right here? Because we block ourselves mentally. We kind of shut ourselves down from the possibility that it's right there in front of us. So the more that we reinforce any concept, anything, whether it's, you know, something not being there, not, not seeing it, not remembering it, not finding a way, especially not finding a way out of this quote unquote situation, not understanding, you know, oh my God, I, I can't believe it. I've tried everything. How many things have you actually tried? I've tried half a dozen things. How many times have you actually tried? Oh, I tried this and this and this. Okay. You tried three things and you couldn't find a way out there are probably a dozen more things at least that you haven't tried. But the more we limit ourselves in our language, in our words, in our thoughts, the more we, uh, we reinforce that limitation and the less we'll be able to break out of that limitation and actually find what we're looking for. Whether it's an object, whether it's a memory, whether it's a path forward in our life does not matter. It's all the same. 
Um, so uh, two really wonderful quotes. I really like this quote from Abraham because it really reminds us how important our language is, how important our perspective is, and how important our attitude is. If our attitude is, oh, I can't do it, I give up, yes, then you're absolutely right, you can't. But if your attitude is, I can always find a way. There's always a way through. There's always a way to find something. There's always a way to remember something. If we keep that attitude, we will always find a way. It may not always be obvious, may not always be simple or easy, but we will always find a way. Okay, cool, great. So, two wonderful quotes from Mike Dooley in the Universe and from Abraham. I hope you enjoyed them. I know I did. And uh, before I introduce my guest, we're going to take a quick break and take it a little bit early. And when we come back, I'm going to introduce you to my wonderful, lovely guest in studio with me here today. And those of you on the Facebook Live are seeing her here. And we'll bring her on in just a moment. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. And we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Oh, good. I can hear my headphones now. Yes. And now it is my pleasure to introduce to you Jennifer Lane. Uh, Jennifer began her career as a pit trader Ooh, at the Chicago Board of Trade. I've got to ask you about that one. Uh, being the only woman in her pit, she learned firsthand what separates great leaders from bad ones and more importantly, great people from bad ones. With a drive for pursuing her passion and too many years in the trenches crunching numbers, she left the board and began consulting in the fashion and art space for companies such as LVMH, Samsung, and Porsche. Marrying her knowledge of human behavior with an expertise in building brand awareness, she began working with Dr. Henry Cloud, a clinical psychologist who consults for Fortune 100 companies on developing, on developing their employees both personally and professionally. Just after three years, well, I guess, is it more than three years now, right? Yeah, no, it's been five. Yeah, after five years, they've launched three successful programs, reaching millions of individuals each month, supporting their growth both in life and at work. Um, and we're going to be talking all about boundaries today. I'm going to need to ask you just a little oh, yeah, closer. Course, yeah, we want sorry. you nice and close to the mic so our audience can hear you. So welcome to the Conscious Consult Now, Jennifer. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Oh, really? On top of it? Yeah, no, you need to be like <laughs> uh, kissing it. It's your new best friend. Cool. I don't kiss my best friends, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, on the cheeks you do, right? Sure. Okay, good. Um, why, why did you become a trader? That, um, that's a tough career. Yeah, well, um, I grew up... My parents have a farm in California, so I grew ah, up in the agricultural okay. industry. And sure. 
I knew after I graduated university, I wasn't going back there. Yeah. And so it felt like a natural progression to be on the finance side of agriculture rather than the growing and producing ah, side. So I, I moved to Chicago and got a job in the soybean futures pit, actually. Ah, so, soybean yeah. futures. Uh, I've heard working on a farm is like really hard work. I mean, that's like you're up at dawn and you're working until sunset. Yeah, I mean... Day. Growing up, it was all I knew. So mm. when you turn five, you had to work before school and the jobs yeah, wow. got exponentially more <laughs> entailed when you're five years old. You're just doing tasks. But right. um, no, I mean, we fed cows. We set up the barn. We milked cows. We did all the stuff. So wow. you're up every morning at 530. You work until school. And um, in junior high and high school, of course, I played sports and had home, more homework and uh, whatnot. So I didn't have to do anything after school. But before oh, cool. school all the way through so yeah i mean i i loved it so it but it was it was the best childhood to have but it was also the only childhood i had so i can't compare it right 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 do your parents still have the farm yeah they do my brother has since taken over the family business and he's done an incredible job growing it and um it's just really nice to see all of my nieces and nephews still there growing Uh, up in the same way a total juxtaposition from my life in New York City, but um, <laughs> I try to go home like every other month. Cool, cool. Yeah. How long ago did you come to New York? Uh, five years ago. Five years ago? Yeah, uh-huh. five years ago. And what brought you to New York? What brings everyone to New York? Bright lights, big city. I don't know. <laughs> I, I w- didn't want to stay in Chicago. I tried mm-hmm. to live in L.A. and I'm not an L.A. person. Uh. Um, and so the minute I got to New York, I knew this will be home for me. Cool, cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so when did you meet uh, Dr. Henry Cloud? I actually met him right when I moved to L.A. from Chicago. Oh, okay. um, I was back in Chicago at an event with a friend and um, we started talking. He's like, oh, I live in L.A. You should meet my wife. She's super mm-hmm. awesome. We'd mm-hmm. love to have you meet our girls and come over. Mm-hmm. And so I went over for family dinner ooh, in 2011. Oh, so, wow. yeah, eight years ago. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And, and when did you decide that uh, it would be a good idea for the two of you to work together? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a funny story. I don't think either of us thought we would work together. Mm-hmm. Um, he had this idea for a business that he wanted to launch surrounding the content that he'd been building over mm-hmm. the course of 30 years in the industry. And mm-hmm. it was a space I had never worked in, um, okay. nor touched even uh-huh. tangentially. Uh, leadership development, personal growth wasn't something mm-hmm. that... Um, anyone had invested in me or I had invested in myself. So mm-hmm. I just sent through a few people, Hey, consider this person. Hey, consider this person. Uh-huh. And he kept turning them down. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, rightfully so he always had a very valid reason for why it may or may not make sense. And then mm-hmm. we had lunch one day and I was just like, well, what exactly do you need mm-hmm. done? And he said, well, at first I need a, like a great website. I need somebody to start me on Instagram and Facebook. And, um, and so I was like, well, I could do that very easily. Like, let's just do that. Six months Uh. we'll be here. And, um, we were there in, in far shorter time and we decided to keep going because it was going really well and we worked really well together. Wonderful. And so what's the heart of, uh, of, of the work that, that, um, you, you work with, uh, Dr. Cloud with? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think the, the heart of what we do starts with the heart of what he has done Mm -hmm. for a much longer amount of time. He Mm -hmm. is a clinical psychologist, Mm -hmm. um, trained as a clinical psychologist and still practices Mm -hmm. in, um, in an ongoing way. And he, his first job out of college was actually in leadership development. And it wasn't okay. necessarily what he thought he was going to do, but uh, he loved it. Okay. And so he built his client base, of course, and then actually got into a few pretty significant companies mm. and got, got to the C-suite level of those companies and started uh. helping CEOs of global corporations through some of the difficult challenges that they were facing and realizing Mm -hmm. a lot of them were more soft skills, more character development, Mm -hmm. um, communication, relationship, and navigating those paths, Mm -hmm. which is right up his alley and right in his sweet spot being a psychologist. I mean, Mm -hmm. so much of what he really loves is relationship and um, helping individuals to live in a very integrated way. And Mm -hmm. so he had been working with a handful just over a handful of companies for, I mean, may, 
for about 25 years. Oh, wow. And he had all of this content that he was developing and he saw so many patterns over and over in individuals as well as in companies as to right. where things break and where you really need to invest in your own growth. And so right. that really spoke to the heart of what we do together, which is personal growth in both the the personal and the professional right. um, spheres. I, I'm curious from what you know of, of his work and what he mm-hmm. does, do you find that compared to 25 years ago when he started that people are a little more open to some of these notions of personal growth? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say that's even true for the last two years and for the last five years, you see those (laughs) leaps get exponentially larger where people are more open. It feels more natural. It feels more normal. I mean, 10 years ago to say I'm going to a therapist you right, may right, right. you may have a different reception on the other end than right. you would have today. Um, right. And so we feel we've seen and we have felt the effects of people being a little bit more open to addressing some of the issues. And I think a lot of that is just a knowledge that issues are reactions of mm-hmm. core core challenges right, and i think right. historically people have been more of this band-aid variety of yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah let's let's solve this but really they need to solve the deeper the deeper thing right, and i think right. a lot of friendships are getting stronger and people are feeling more comfortable around the language that we're using to surround these topics and right. we're really inspired by it of wonderful course. wonderful uh, you know, one of the things that I've heard, and again, I've, I've been sort of in the entrepreneurial world, not so much mm-hmm. in the corporate world for the last 25, 30 well, years. we're entrepreneurs in uh, the corporate world. Yes. So I totally get it. But but a lot of the criticism I hear of people who work in the corporate world is mm-hmm. that um, the, the leadership may... Uh, tout certain ideas and certain things but they don't necessarily follow through like they don't embody the things they want everyone else to do yeah um do you find that's a challenge when you're working with the c-suite yeah i think that is a case-by-case situation we work with a number of companies that have leaders with absolute integrity who live their who live their corporate culture and their values all the way through. Mm -hmm. Um, We also work with a number of companies that, and and leaders in general, that want to believe it Mm -hmm. and think that if you say it enough that it's true, but their actions may not fit in line with that. And I think Mm -hmm. that it generally comes down to where priorities are. If your priorities are to live your values, then that comes before all of the other urgent things that come across your desk where you may be more in a reactionary state or you may just be responding. But, um, so yeah, I would say a part of that is true, but it's not representative of Of the entire workforce, but I mean, it is a very consistent pattern for sure. And I don't think there are as many people who are intentionally trying to deceive their employees. I think it's just, (laughs) I mean, just speaking frankly, Mm -hmm living everything through perfectly all the way is challenging. <laughs> and especially if you're a leader, you're you're up on a pedestal where every action and every word is heard by so many people. Right, and so right. you just, of course, you have to hold yourself to a higher standard, but you're right. also judged more critically. And so Absolutely. it's difficult. And, and it's very easy for people to misinterpret things you say. Yeah. And, and people take your actions maybe a certain way when that's not what your intention was. And, and a lot of employees don't have full transparency into in the co- greater context of a situation, right, r- right. rightly or wrongly. I mean, someti- sometimes it has to be they, they're told one strand of a right. much greater narrative that they're right. unable to really contextualize because of mm. the different tiers of executive level or whatever it is. So mm. y- it's it's a far more complex situation, yes, yes, I think. Yes, absolutely. I, I want to get to the the. the topic of that we've come to today that uh, around boundaries but first mm-hmm. i just want to ask you but personally from being involved with this work uh-huh. do you find did, did you find like over the last five years that you've personally had to have grown a lot and and that you've had to make some changes or made some insight and realization that maybe you didn't expect when you started this? no i was great when i started <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no i mean obviously th- th- 
especially working in this field, you're under a microscope and mm-hmm. you're learning all of the, like I said, I didn't have leadership development in any of my careers prior or no. projects prior. And so all of this was pretty new information to me. And yeah. I, we produced a TV show about leadership and we traveled the world and met with people and shot projects and places that really told an excellent story of leadership. And uh-huh. so right. I produced the whole thing um, just operationally, mm-hmm. um, logistics, production, et cetera. And so going into that, you're thinking of where are we staying? What cars are here? Who's going to get us from A to B? Do we have our entire filming kit? Do we have this? Do we have this? But then all of a sudden, Henry's on interviewing with a the CEO, the former CEO of UBS. And you're listening to this content and all of a sudden there's this huge transition from your operational brain to your creative brain and you have to listen to this stuff and then you're totally caught up in it thinking like, oh my gosh, I did that wrong two days ago. Oh my gosh, I did that wrong three days ago. Oh my gosh, (laughs) I need to, I have this meeting coming up. I have to handle this this way because I'd never had a a real team reporting to me and our team is pretty robust and we're remote and um, we have people over the US and in London. And Mm. so having to lead a team Mm. wasn't something I'd done. And so then when you're listening to things on trust and thinking and listening and the science of goals and you're you sort of have to wear a bunch of hats because you're an employee to this project but you're also the leader of the project and you're taking in the content but you're also producing the content and so there have been a few days where i was just like i don't know which hat i'm wearing Uh, because now i need to do now i need to be a boss but um So, yeah, I've learned so much from Henry. I've learned so much from the leaders that we have interviewed on our podcast, the leaders Mm -hmm. panel. I've learned so much from the leaders that we um, interviewed for our TV show on Mm -hmm. leadyou.tv. And it has shaped who I am all the way. Do I still get it wrong? A hundred percent. Of course. My team is listening to this. You you remember that conversation yesterday? (laughs) But um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm eternally grateful that I could be a student of my job for sure. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Um, uh, so I, I just, uh, something you said that just struck me, I didn't realize how large an organization is it? Is uh, yeah, we have just under 20 employees, oh, okay. uh, and we work with a number of agencies. So we outsource different parts of uh, our role. So those agencies have a dozen people working for them. And, um, uh, I haven't even really counted actually in uh, quite some okay. time, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're and, not and enough to be we're, we used to say like, we're just a small little startup and right. we had to stop saying that a while ago <laughs> so we still think that way but we can't we can't really claim it right anymore. so you're a small business but you're not a startup anymore yeah 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 and you said you have people in in UK so you're you have offices all over the place in London in London yeah and here in the New York yeah our team in New York is um, I'm gonna miss some people for sure but we're in Atlanta Nashville. Seattle, um, San Francisco, L.A., New York, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I think wow. that's it. Wow. Yeah, I no, think that's, that's it. We have that's, a few people in each of the spots. That's really great. That's yeah. wonderful. Okay, so now on to the topic of the day and the reason why yeah. my dear friend Dana Humphrey, shout out to Dana, thank <laughs> you for putting us together, mm-hmm. um, is the work that you've done around boundaries, Yeah, which is... I mean, I have my own reasons why I feel and know it's such an important topic today, but mm-hmm. I'm curious from sort of the perspective that you come from working with Dr. Cloud, mm-hmm. like how did boundaries come up as such an important topic among all the things when it comes to leadership development? Yeah, so we work in leadership development, but we also work in personal growth. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to ensure that Henry's heart is in both places. So we wanted to make sure that we could foster growth in both audiences. And they are, there's a lot of overlap for sure, especially when you're talking about things like, like I said earlier, trust and listening and thinking. And, um, but Henry really, I would say he, he gained a lot of notoriety Mm -hmm. 26 years ago. 26 and a half, 27. Mm-hmm. Um, he and John Townsend wrote a book called Boundaries. Uh. And they, Henry laughs because he says um, they, got, they got the request for the book and they were so excited about it and they didn't necessarily 
know how to approach it. I'm mm-hmm. gonna. I'm getting this completely wrong, but um, basically, the publisher asked. His analogy is the publisher asked him and John what time it was, and they built them a clock or yeah. taught them how to build a clock. <laughs> so they produced like all this material on boundaries, and then they were able uh. to edit it down to a book that came out again like 26 years ago and it shot to the top of the New York Times bestselling yeah. list and it's it's had a presence there ever since astonishingly yeah. it's sold over I believe now 20 million copies and oh, wow. it's been um, translated so into many languages I imagine I yeah I've lost count of the number <laughs> and we have this poster in in the office in LA because of the translated into a number of languages but also the covers vary and so ah. you see this one book and it has hundreds of covers and yeah. the interpretations are um, creative yeah so yeah. Um, but so that's how that's how they started together and they still have a really wonderful relationship and mm-hmm. um but now they each sort of author their own books and they work on some yeah. projects together of course but um their family basically yeah. um and so when we were looking at how we wanted to start speaking to our audience we thought that would be a great way to start because it was where most people were asking us questions uh. and given that boundaries was 25 years ago 26 years ago it was in need of a contemporization Mm -hmm. and so you had fax machines in the book and email didn't (laughs) exist and online dating wasn't a thing and And you didn't have a smartphone no you didn't have any of that and so there were a number of boundaries related challenges that weren't addressed in the book that we that the audience was really wanting because especially in the last i mean i got my first phone when i turned i got my first phone when i turned 16 so i Uh. 20 years ago Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) So in the last 20 years, even stuff has changed so much in regards to when you're available and when you're not. And then email happened with, with work and you're home, but you always have to be on. And so there's so many different topics of boundaries that needed to be addressed that our audience was really coming to us for. And so we thought, well, we could write another book or we could actually (laughs) stay true to 2018 when we launched 2017 when we launched it and created digital program because uh, people would rather listen to it they'd rather watch right, it and so right. that's when we launched a new iteration of boundaries as a subscription project um online where we film with henry and a number of other specialists who uh, can speak to certain topics that weren't addressed in the book or really speak, dive deeper into those that were right, addressed and right. Um, just sort of address personal growth as a whole through this lens of knowing who you are and living in in an integrated way and knowing how to say no and what to go deeper into. Okay, wonderful. So uh, it's time for us to take another break. Um, I want to, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about like the basics around boundaries and then I really want to dive deep into kind of what's the modern challenges around boundaries today because I personally feel this is such an important topic. I had a whole show uh, a couple of months ago, a few months ago, dedicated to boundaries and I know for myself personally and and most people how important a topic it is. Yeah. Um, Oh, and a quick shout out. I forgot to give a shout out to our people on Facebook Live. Laura, (laughs) Patty, loyal listener. Thank you, Patty. Sharon, uh, Antonia, I haven't seen you for a while. Charles, uh, Fatima, nice to see you. David, Sanaya, Karen, Layden. Oh, thanks, Layden, for joining. And Noreen, fellow talkradio.nyc host. <laughs> um, and don't forget, like, if you have any comments or questions around boundaries or for Jennifer and myself, you can always either call in at 877-480-4120 or just uh, if you're on the Facebook Live, just comment right in the, the video and please remember to share. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 
Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on talkradio.nyc and on Facebook Live. And I'm so pleased to have Jennifer Lane in the studio with me today talking about boundaries. <laughs> so um, just for our audience who maybe might need a little refresher, mm. let's just talk about for, for just a couple of minutes about the basics around boundaries and why they're so important. And then let's really delve in deep to like modern challenges around boundaries. Yeah. So Henry always describes boundaries as um, as a, a property line. And so he says, look at yourself like you're a house and around your house you have a yard and you have a fence and you decide who comes in and out of that fence. Right. And it's not just who's able to come physically in and out of the fence, right. it's who's able to come emotionally or verbally in and out of that fence. And right. so really establishing who you are, what's okay, what's not okay with those around you, deeply rooted in relationship, and right. how to address what isn't okay. And right. not only that, but taking it a step further, not feeling the guilt of saying yeah, no yeah. or owning other people's stuff. Right. And right. so that at, it, that at its core is how boundaries is addressed. Right. It's so common, at least I see it so much with the people that I work with in my coaching practice, that it, it, it's so hard for people to first have boundaries. Like most people have very porous boundaries, right? Those, those, that door, that fence, people are coming in and out all the time. All the time. You don't even know that you have control right. over the gate. Right. What, yeah. Why do you think that is? You know, I think it's because uh, I think it's there are a number of facets to mm. that. But mainly, I think at our core, we want people to be happy with us mm. and we want to be there for people and right. we want to support them. But we don't know the cost that comes along with that to ourselves. Right. And so we more often think about how the other's feeling than how it makes us feel. Right. And so you keep saying yes and you keep doing stuff for people and more often than not, you don't think, well, what are they doing for me? Mm. Because that feels selfish. Yeah. And if you think yeah. that way, then you're being selfish. So then right. you don't want to be selfish. So then you do it even more when right. actually that's, that's not fundamentally true. It can be true. It's just right. not true every single time. Right. And right. so you view other people's thoughts above your own and you don't take a minute and say like how is this registering with me how right. is this depleting me how right. is this filling me up and and give yourself that permission to think about yourself in the equation right and especially if you're a sensitive person that Absolutely. Th that uh, and, and it's it's so interesting for myself personally to look at like how I've changed over the years because when mm -hmm. I was younger I loved going to concerts and big crowds and doing stuff like mm -hmm. that and now I, I, I just kind of I get wiped out from it. Yeah. I, I was just at an event Monday night. It was kind of like one of these mixers at a bar and stuff. And there was probably a couple of hundred people there. And it was mm -hmm. pretty crowded. It wasn't crowded all the time, but it was pretty crowded most of the time. And, and then eventually I just like sat down next to this one guy and we just started chatting. And he's like... I don't walk around and meet people. I just sit here and they all eventually come to me. And I'm like, that's a great idea. I'm <laughs> sitting next to you for the rest of the night. Yeah. But the next day I was so exhausted. Like I didn't even realize. And, and I tend to speak in terms of sort of the energy of things. Mm -hmm. and, and it's like energetically just being around a lot of people. It, it's sometimes difficult to keep our boundaries strong so that it doesn't sort of wear us out, isn't it? Yeah. It's funny, there, there was a, 
a fact I learned um, maybe two or three years ago now that was your body stores emotional pain the same way it stores physical pain. Mm -hmm. But when it stores physical pain, you go to the doctor or you go to physical therapy or you ice it or you stretch it. But when you store emotional pain, you just more often than not, people think, okay, well, I'm through that now. Let's move on. When really you need to do the therapy for it. You need to really stretch it. You need to understand it. You need to heal it. Um, And so even conversationally, what people ask of you, it's all depleting. It just doesn't feel as depleting as I just went for a run and now I'm tired. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, And, and there are often many layers to it. And, mm-hmm. and there's emotional pain that maybe we've kept since we were little kids mm-hmm. that keeps reoccurring in different ways and we don't even mm-hmm. realize it's compounding and building on it. Absolutely. And there are things that trigger it that you're not subconscious, you're subconsciously aware of it, but you're not consciously aware of it. Right. And al- alternatively, there are interactions that really inspire and engage mm-hmm. and challenge and excite you. And then there are interactions that just completely deplete you. And that could come from the same person. Yeah. And so getting into it and really understanding the dynamics. And that's where Henry and, and John um, in the book and also Henry in Boundaries.me, he really helps people to understand it mm-hmm. and then to work through it and gives recommendations on how to implement it as yeah. well. Yeah. And then how to interpret the response, because that's the Uh, hardest part is it's it's one thing to have enough courage to just say, okay, I'm going to say no. My mother-in-law wants me to do this. My best friend keeps asking me to help for this. The courage to say no is already it already takes so much from you. But then the reply just most of the time makes you backpedal and you end up just doing it because you don't know how to reply to the reply basically yeah i remember a a teacher of mine many years ago uh uh, when we were doing a section of the class on on boundaries he would say no is a complete sentence yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it's so funny how like we think we have to justify no Mm -hmm. and we and we have to do it and if people challenge our no then like you say we we tend to move back on it and then people learn oh well if they say no the first time just got to keep pushing and then eventually they'll say yes yeah yeah. yeah, no, no is definitely a complete sentence. Um, it doesn't have to be. You right. can add additional context to it if you feel the need to really explain in further detail, but you can mm-hmm. just say no. And I, I think the, the, the one of the things that Henry speaks to pretty specifically is feeling the emotion and the power of no in a healthy mm-hmm. way where... Most people say no and then feel the guilt, but those two things actually should happen in tandem where you say no, oh. and by saying no, you're owning your no, yeah, right. and by owning your no, you don't have to take the guilt, guilt. on. Right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, when is it okay to soften our boundaries or, or, or go past a boundary? Uh I mean, this is a tricky one because there are a lot of times where you can't. But I would say there are Henry speaks to four types of people okay, and there he paints them. (laughs) He paints them in a corner. No, he (laughs) explains it in a corner just so you have a visual representation to hold on to. And there's corner one, Mm -hmm. which are people you have no connection with. Right. And they're corner two where you have a false good connection. So ah. people, one, you say stuff, you say stuff, and it's just it's just not there. So you keep right. giving and giving and nothing's coming back. Right. Corner two, it's always super fun. Right. You have a great time. Wait, no, I got that wrong. No, no, corner no. two is a bad connection. Right. Corner two is the people that you just keep giving to, but they're taking advantage of you. Right. They're the bad right, people. Right, right. Corner three is a super fun corner. Okay. It's the people that you always grab a drink with. It's the people that you always like to go out with. It's the people that you go shopping with and tell you you look good in everything. Like that's the corner three person. Uh-huh. They're always there to have a good time. Mm-hmm. But when stuff is going on that's challenging, they don't pick up the, fo- the uh-huh. phone or they don't call you back. And corner four is the true, good, genuine connection. Right. And that is people that you can trust implicitly. Right. That is people that you have a track record of showing up 
have a track record of being for you, mm. not for themselves. Mm. And those are the people that you really can count on. Right. Not that you shouldn't hang out with any of the others. Corner two, you kind of want to avoid for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but um, others, you can pop in and out, whatever. But corner four. And so I would say if you're thinking about softening your boundaries, test it with people that you know you can trust. trust right. Those people that are safe, right. that have a track record of really looking out for you. Right. Because then you know they're not going to take advantage right. in a bad way. Right, right, right. Got it, got it. Okay, th- time's moving along fast. I want to get to, the as you mentioned before, the, this book on boundaries that Dr. Cloud wrote was written 26, 27 years ago. Mm-hmm. When, you look at, when you looked at sort of updating it and kind of applying these principles to sort of modern times, mm-hmm. what is sort of the biggest area that you really had to look at um, that that needed to to really be addressed in terms of boundaries in today's world. Yeah, let me let me just make one point of clarification. Sure. A 25th anniversary book came out either last year or the year before. I can't oh, remember now. Okay, written uh, again by Henry and John Townsend that had a few iterations that contemporized it. Oh, okay. Um, that being said, it's not like they added in all of all of this new stuff, which that's what we're trying to address. So most of it is built around um, just (laughs) advancements of modern technology. So how you handle conversations and being offline versus being online, how you are a parent in the generation of social media, Mm -hmm. how you deal with individuals who are maybe a bit narcissistic, like uh, things that have grown to prevalence more recently that Mm -hmm. people just don't feel they are equipped to address or don't have that toolkit that they've felt they had for other situations that are more transcendent, like relationships with your, your Mm in-laws or like how to handle X, Y, Z situations. So, so so we have this, this thing here called (laughs) the modern phone. Um, I find many times, especially like when I'm doing a seminar or a workshop or something, I, I always have to start with the world's not going to end in the next 90 minutes. <laughs> it's okay to s- turn off your phone. And like you see people start breaking out and sweat, the, just the idea of turning off technology and unplugging. Why is that such a difficult boundary for people to draw today? I mean, I think the pressure comes from a number of different places. Right now, we're so ingrained to share every experience. And if you don't share it, it didn't happen. Or Uh. everybody around me should know this because it makes me look this way or that way. Or my what if something happens to my family when before they if something happened they would call you at home and if you weren't home they didn't know (laughs) but now you can always worry about it because they can always get a hold of you and so those boundaries are very very gray or my boss needs this right now or Mm -hmm. there's so many elements that add urgency that that didn't have a vehicle for that urgency prior that now individuals just don't know how to navigate well because a lot of people can't say no when their mom is calling because then she'll call again. And then if you don't answer, she'll call again. And so then if you pick up, you're in huge trouble because you have to just (laughs) explain why you didn't answer three times when before you, oh, they're probably not home. When they know it's on your pocket. And so it's like, all right, well, what are you doing? And who's more important than I am? And so then it turns into a really difficult relationship dynamic or your boss needs something. And I know you got the email. It says delivered. It's in my mailbox. I needed this. You knew I needed it because I said it. Why didn't you give it back to me? And it's actually like, well, (laughs) it's not working hours or it's not this or it's not this, but I don't, I mean, a lot of companies still, are trying to really navigate that online offline time. And though many companies say, we only want you working while you're at the office, that's not true. True. I mean, there are expectations and whether the the executive team puts them on you or you put them on yourself, Mm -hmm. there's a pressure that exists because there's a vehicle for availability that Mm -hmm. didn't happen before. And so I think though email isn't new, cell phones aren't new, social media is, actually isn't new anymore, but there's so much pressure about having to be available and wanting to share all the time that people are just feeling really, really depleted and they need help. Yeah. 
Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, it's time for us to take our last break of the show. It goes by so fast. Um, so when we come back, let's just talk a little bit real briefly about what are good boundaries, you know, what kind of recommendations, and then let's talk about the boundaries.me and the subscription service and how that can help people. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Jennifer Lane, uh, president, right? Yes. Of uh, what's Cloud that? Productions. Cloud Productions. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure you got and, and And so we've been talking about boundaries all, all um, during the show. And, and you mentioned very briefly for a second, I want you to talk about a little bit more about this subscription we- re- website that you've launched, Boundaries.me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so just to give the crowd audience, community, however you, yeah, um, a bit of context. So Cloud Productions is our parent company. And under that, we have, uh, again, some programs dedicated to personal development and then programs dedicated to professional development. And And, and the personal development stuff is for everybody. You don't need to work for a company, be a corporate executive or anything. No, actually, I mean, we we address issues that pertain to work-life balance, of course, but it is for everyone. I mean, it's a, a... program that's built around personal growth and mm. finding finding a way to live in, a, in an integrated holistic way that makes yeah. you and those around you very very happy so yeah. um it's for individuals it's a subscription program so mm. sort of like netflix it's nine dollars a month unless you okay. pay for the whole year uh then it's 81 Okay. And it is a series of videos that are released every two weeks, mm-hmm. as well as workbooks that sort of take you through how to implement it. And mm-hmm. it's like an ongoing journal. So uh, this is what I tried. This is what happened. Here's how I addressed it. Uh, this is what I found helpful. This is what I didn't. And right. Henry just putting together some questions that sort of make you think in a different way and, and res- respond in a different way. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And lead you just to, so the audience knows our leadership program is called leadyou.tv and it is the same it's a series of videos it's shot as a tv show and there's Mm -hmm. a curriculum that is built into it so Uh. it's far more robust it's far more involved um companies go through it global corporations go through it individuals go through it um and it's 69 dollars a month or 750 dollars a year Uh um obviously with larger companies there's a beneficial pricing for scale yeah. um, and to supplement that we have a podcast called the leaders ah. panel yeah. ah. and and how often does the leaders panel come out so we are just we just launched season two okay and wonderful. we we release one episode a month so okay. it's not super consistent it's not right. like the first Monday of every month right. but we release one episode a month and, and where can people find it in iTunes 
Yeah, iTunes. or okay. our website, theleaderspanel.com. Leaderspanel.com. Yeah. Great, great. And you mentioned uh, earlier to me that you also have a, a Facebook community, right? We do. So, And that actually goes into boundaries as well. We have a yeah. Facebook community, just Dr. Henry Cloud. Mm-hmm. And you could find him by searching anywhere. But additionally, we have very specific boundaries groups. So ah. boundaries for leadership, boundaries ah. for parents, boundaries for narcissists, boundaries for, we have around, I think, 12 groups now that are just free groups that oh, wow. have several thousand people in them where we moderate them and we provide mm-hmm. content on a very consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we facilitate conversations so individuals can help each other through sharing their own stories. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Well, what kind of feedback have you gotten from people who've uh, gone through like the Boundaries That May program and subscription service? Like, what, what kind of changes do people find in their lives from you know from what the the most common element of feedback we get is people mm-hmm. feeling empowered and in control of their ah. lives which for us is absolutely inspirational and if that's Wonderful. the feedback yeah. we'll continue producing this forever yeah. i mean they feel like for the first time in their life they're able to say what they will allow and what they won't yeah. and i think until you feel that you don't know how valuable it is yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. um and it, and then the second is that they've never had stronger relationships with the people around them oh and really? so that has been really wonderful to hear too so good boundaries make good relationships huh who knew <laughs> <laughs> yeah who amazing. knew amazing do you have any of your own sort of personal challenges around boundaries or were you always pretty good with your boundaries in general? You know what? I think everybody has challenges around boundaries. I grew up in a really, really um, big family. I'm mm-hmm. one of four and uh, okay. my parents had the four of us in five years. So we're oh, wow. super close in age. Okay. Um, additionally, raised in a more rural environment. Sure. And uh. so... Um, oh, that actually uh, brings up a, a different question. Oh, Depending on your culture, are your boundaries different? Like growing up in a rural area versus an urban area or versus yeah, growing up in I another mean, absolutely. country, right? Your, your environment actually dictates a lot of how inter- interaction takes place. Right. And so for us, like our friends lived 20 miles away. So you play uh, with your family. Your family is your friends. Wow, and okay. um, my brother has taken over the family business and he lives about a mile away. And my older sister lives 10 minutes away. And so wow. everybody is, I'm the only one that moved across the country. Uh, everybody else is still in California. And so this idea that that everybody should know everything <laughs> about your life, but also no. And so yeah. I think, I mean, we, I adore my parents. They mm-hmm. come out here four times a year. They're incre- and my siblings all come out. I have eight nieces and nephews. Like wow. I love this super tight family, but at the same time, what my family has navigated very well, but it's taken all of us um, some time to understand what it means for us is this nature of establishing your own family within mm-hmm. the larger family. And then what communication looks like and mm-hmm. what holidays look like and yeah. what priorities look like. And so, um, I, it, everybody has to navigate that in a way that works for them. And so right. boundaries are, of course, an issue. Like, right. sorry, mom and dad, we're not coming home for Christmas. <laughs> that's a that's a boundaries right. issue. But right. it, it just takes some time because growing up, like, of course, you're going to come home for Christmas. It's Christmas. Right. And so um, everybody has boundaries challenges. And even though you're a super small family and you're super close, they're different right. because you find a partner that has different ones and so you find out what they are together and and also culturally what's acceptable boundary wise is very different like i know i'm very sensitive to this because my wife is chinese Ah, and asian cultures have a completely different concept (laughs) of boundaries than than we do and as a matter of fact you know in china you know there are no boundaries between parents and kids and yeah Uh, a lot of families live together yes they live together or even if you're not living with your parents you're expected to see them every single week and if Mm. you do not come and see them every single week. You don't week. love them. <laughs> yeah, you don't love them. Yeah. You're not their son. It's all kinds of things. And yeah. and so there's also, it's helpful to have some cultural sensitivity. Absolutely. And it's good to know, right, if you're, let's say, meeting a new person, dating somebody, and they're of a different culture, you, you want to learn sort of what's acceptable boundary-wise in that yeah. culture. I'm 100% Dutch. So on both sides, ah. um, immigrant, grandparents, and so that is a very strong culture and yeah. um, inviting somebody into that. You, absolutely. I can 100 percent see what you're saying. 
Yeah. You have to figure out where you fit and what's okay and what's not okay and what you're sort of what you're going to adopt as your own and what you're going yeah. to keep of your of yourself and your own culture and your own heritage. And so um, the Dutch are the, I mean the the Dutch family that I know, mm -hmm. my cousins and cousins and cousins, hundreds of cousins. Um, they all come in for a hug and they kiss you on the cheek and yeah. there's like no personal <laughs> space at all. And so for a lot of people like that's not cool. Yeah. And that's a boundary challenge yeah. that you have to navigate. So, uh, I mean, and this is true for a hundred, every culture in a right. hundred different ways. Right. And so I right. think the first part is really understanding that and yeah, yeah. then processing it and then understanding your place in it mm -hmm. and then establishing your boundaries around yeah. that. So. so so just to leave our audience with some something good, if there was one piece of advice around boundaries that you feel is really important for people to think about, know about, uh, you know, learn about, what would you say? I would say probably the most meaningful thing uh, that we have found our audience to really hold on to is when you know that no is the right answer, mm -hmm. don't feel guilty for saying it. You don't have to feel, feel guilty, guilty if you know it's right. Yeah. And so it can be challenging for sure. Right. It's hard, but don't own the guilt right. when you know you're doing the right thing. Right. right. So that cool. would that would be my wonderful. my parting advice to All everybody. Right. Great. Thank you, Jennifer. It's been so wonderful having on your show having you on the show this hour. If people want to get in touch with you, learn more about the work, where where do yeah, they go? Yeah, absolutely. So my email address is just Jennifer at drcloud.com, D R C L O U D. And our website is drcloud.com. But again, we'll share the more direct links to boundaries.me, leadyou.tv, and the leaders panel as well. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you so much. I yeah, really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so it. much. I've really enjoyed it. Yes. And, and thank you, our loyal audience, for staying tuned. I hope you enjoyed the, uh, this interview, the show. If you did, please share the video. Please share the podcast. Again, remember, we're available all over the place. iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Uh, and if there's a podcasting platform that you do not find the Conscious Consultant Hour on, let me know and we will be there. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll have another great interview for you next week. So we will talk to you then. Take care. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media. My guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. 
Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 